Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. I hate these little squatty chairs. You look down on me. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two. I'm just short. I'm just sitting here like a little frog. Jimbo, we're starting. Okay. Ribbit. Bill, leave that in. Welcome to the show. This is Paradox, and I'm Josh. And I'm Jimmy, and I'm a little green frog. Jimbo is just talking about how short he feels in his chair. I'm sitting in a chair. I think it's a children's chair, because I'm having a hard time seeing over the table. <laughs> Al, you look like Al from Home Improvement. Yes, barely see my eyes over did the Did you think street. we'd have a Home Improvement reference today? I did not. I did not. You know, where have you been the past four or five days? I have been in the city of Waco, Jerusalem oh. on the Brazos, <laughs> staying with a city councilman friend of mine. Oh my, you sound um, like a bigwig. Well, yeah, sort of. And the birth of their second child. Oh, have they announced it on social yet? Can we say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we can. After the birth, certainly. Yes. They have not uh, chosen a gender for okay. the child yet. Okay, okay. But the child has been born. Z. Yes. That's what we call Zim. Is that. Sorry. Yes, daughter, if that offends anybody. I don't care if it offends you. Nope, nope. I do. I do. I, I do not. I do. If that offends you, your offender's broken. <laughs> anyway, I was with, with our daughter, Lindsay, and Dylan, and they had their, uh, your... A little nephew. Yep. Davis. That is my fourth niece slash nephew. It is. And of the seven, we now have four boys. Yeah. The boys. Sorry, ladies. Tip the scale. Mm-hmm. So, not, yes. not in the weights. That's just me and Jimbo. Yo, oh, yeah. Whoo. Throw us in. Yep. They just tip the scale as Numerically. far as gender. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I've been. And you've been. Oh, thanks for asking. That's... Oh, I, I didn't care about you where you'd been. I just wanted you to ask me. And where have you been? I have been in northern Massachusetts. It was actually a sad affair in that my wife's grandfather passed. Big Jack. Big Jack. And so we spent most of our time in Methuen, Massachusetts, mm. about five miles south of New Hampshire, 30 oh. minutes north of Boston. Oh. But we spent the weekend in Boston. Baston. Not too far from the yard with a car. <laughs> That's my Baston accent. That's pretty good. Mm. How you like them apples? Movie. Good Will Hunting. I know. Of course. And so we did it up. I hadn't been to Boston since I was maybe 14, and Katie hadn't been since she was like five. And so it was fun to, to be able to see Paul Revere's house, the old North Church. And you went to an Irish Catholic wake, and I think the alcohol is just now working out of your system. <laughs> but we're, we, we were remembering the deceased. Yes. Of course. We are By the way, and I got to, to meet back. Big Jack. Yep. And Big Jack was fantastic. Yeah, he was. He guy. was larger than life. Yes. Great, great man. So today we are going to talk about how you're not screwing up your kids. Relax. Most of y'all believe you are in some way screwing up your children, but we have good news for you. We we come with good news of great joy. I was going to say chillaxin. 
but you, like chill and relax. And then that made me think of Netflix and chill. And you know, you can't say Netflix and chill. No, unless you want to Netflix and chill. Because it means having sex. At the end, that's the chill part. I By just the way, don't understand why these phrases Jimbo get co-opted. asked one of our, he didn't know the meaning several months ago, maybe a year ago. And you asked one of our female colleagues if you Netflix and chill. Oh, I do. I know. Remember at staff meeting? I know. <laughs> I know. We're like, hey, Jimbo. Hey, ho, yeah. hey, ho, hey, moving on. <laughs> Most of you guys think in some way, shape, or form you're screwing up your kids. And I see a lot of parents in our practice. One of the largest things that I attempt to do is just get them to relax. So much of your children and what they will be in adulthood comes down to personality and temperament. I've seen a lot of, quote unquote, bad parents produce really great kids, Mm -hmm. and a lot of fantastic parents produce not so great kids. Like your mother and I and you, for example. So how can that be, right? If it's not a one-to-one correlation of parenting styles, so much of it comes down to personality and temperament. We're all sort of guilty of this. You know, we'll see a kid that's like a little hellion, and we'll go, oh, well, look at him. Must have really bad parents. And that's, that's simply not true. There can be a family with three kids and two of them are just angelic and then you just have this little spawn. And same parents, it boils down to the child's natural innate temperament and personality that they come with. They are stamped with it out of the womb and it, for the most part, really sort of stays with them. And that's not to say that parenting doesn't matter. Doesn't impact. Of course it does. Ultimately, it comes down to there's a lot of ways to, well... There's a few ways to really screw it up that we'll cover, but there's hundreds of ways to do it right, (laughs) right? Like there's no one right way to do it right. And I I think that's what people are struggling with. They think they're screwing up their kids because there's this one parental path to follow that I have to do everything right. And that's just not the case. It's simply not the case. Because the problem with that, if we can jump into problem, the problem with that that I see is the parental anxiety, the parental fear, and subsequently... The exhaustion. And the helicopter parenting. Absolutely. And I mean, we're not just helicopter parenting. These are like Apache attack helicopters today because of this fear. And and I say the number one problem is Google. There. I said it. Oh, my. Daniel, son-in-law that works there, live with it. Google is the problem. That people go to Google you. They see something first. We have this 24-hour news cycle, and so there's not enough news to fill a 24-hour news cycle. So everyone sits around tables screaming at each other, and then they go, oh, and by the way, and if you have a child that swallows saliva in small amounts over a long period of time, then they're going to get brain cancer, and we all just scream and yell, stop it. Why are we screaming and yelling at that? Because... We're supposed to. Oh, I, I we can scream see how and yell we, at everything. Now. We get upset, but why are we screaming and yelling? We look at Google, we see something, we you know, and we freak. And every it doesn't get your attention on Facebook or on Twitter if this the headline is not sensationalized in some capacity. And so we're worried that oh my gosh, that is going to happen with my child if I give them something with gluten in it. Or if it's not whole grain banana nut ice cream. 
we just panic over Google and we panic over everything we see in social media. How much whole grain ice cream have you had? Well, not as much apparently as I should. So I attended Baylor University my freshman year of college, Sikkim Bears. The last three years of my undergraduate education, I spent at the Howard Payne University. The largest difference I saw was that teachers and academic advisors actually knew who I was. At Baylor, I was just a number. But it's so crazy that at Howard Payne, you literally are a person, that your teachers... I, I had a roommate actually bum bedsheets off of our math professor just because we knew them. Exactly. I realized that I went to Howard Payne when we had, you know, charcoal slates to do our homework on by the campfire. But I I was in a, an advanced Greek class with five other people and with the professor who wrote the textbook. I mean, students who go to Howard Payne, they love the one-on-one advising. They love the, the teachers and what they receive from the teachers and the personal relationship that they have with the teachers. They build relationships with professors and advisors, and they know that these people at Howard Payne truly care about their success. If you want to have that kind of a college experience, we want you to visit Howard Payne University, New Braunfels. Howard Payne University, New Braunfels is where individuals finish their college degrees, their academic advisors know their name, They have very minimal fees, and they offer the fastest MBA on I-35. Come visit Howard Payne New Braunfels or give them a call at 830-629-2366. You can also visit them on the web. It's hputx.edu backslash nb. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter, hputnb, and Facebook is New Braunfels. Okay, so I tell this to a lot of people that... You know, we, we look in, in the book of Luke where Jesus is sending them out in twosies, you know, who do the people say that I am? And they said, well, hey, what if we get called before, you know, the city council, like in Waco, in front of Dylan? And Jesus said, hey, don't worry about it, what you're, you know, you're going to say to those people, because the Holy Spirit will give you at that time what you are to say. He was almost saying, and really to all of us as a believer, as we're trying to share our faith and everything, don't worry about it, because you're not going to screw this thing up. And I would say that that's an exact promise for parents as well. Don't worry about it, because the Holy Spirit will give you, at that time, what you are to say. If I, if I could tell parents just overall three things, you just love your kids. You just love your kids. And we try to love them the way Christ loved us. You know, we're to be to our children as God is to us. And a parent is going to ask how? By reading Fearless Parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even and think toe you to toe with your teeth. Attempt to try to work those in, but you did. So we, no, but that's that's the thing. There's no like four point process There's to not. loving your kids. So you I just know love that them the way you can love them. You heard Jimbo say, "Just love your kid." And the natural question that you asked in your head was, "Well, how do I do that?" And it's just like my overarching point is be there consistently present. That's loving. Them. That's it. That's loving. Them. Yeah, and it's not doing the best you can. And that's why I mean, so many parents look at me with this exasperated, well, not exasperated, but this fearful look. And it's like, listen, no, no, no. You're great parents. You love your children to death. 
And so don't so don't stop worrying about it. And it's not I have to spend 30 minutes of individual time with my kids every mm-hmm. other day. And it's it's not this four-point process. It's being there for them consistently and presently. So you love them, you do your best, and you trust God. There is a Holy Spirit, and you as the parent are not him. So they've already got a God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in their lives. They don't need you. They need you to be a parent. And so, and this is one other just practical thing I throw out to parents who, who's just afraid that I'm going to do something wrong, and that is avoid isolation. By being with other parents at your school, your kid's school, or at church, you get to compare and contrast. You get to, oh, oh, I, other people don't have their kids up at three doing a four-hour quiet time. Oh, okay, note to self. Maybe we need to adjust that. Isolation, we say this a lot is for an individual. It breeds sin and addiction and pathology. It does the same in families. So don't isolate, get out, be around other parents so that you can take a deep breath and go, oh, I don't think that I'm all that bad. I think that I'm, I'm pretty normal for a Christian parent who loves their kids. One other thing that I would say is just get out of the way. And what I mean by that is God's got this. God was here long before you. He's going to be in your child's life long after you. Due to his created order, as far as his personality and temperament that he put inside your child, as well as just his sovereignty in your child's life, that God's got this, so take a deep breath. But by get out of the way, I mean don't then insert yourself in a traumatic way and knock your kid off the rail that God already has him on, him or her on. I think that's probably a terrible analogy because there's theologically incorrect things that I just said, but trauma is what we don't want to do. So if there's not one way, right way to do it, there's a lot of wrong ways to do it, and by that I mean trauma. So stay away from abuse, right? Stay away from neglect. If you just don't impose traumatic events on your children and you just are there for them consistently and are presently, in so many ways your child is going to work out how God already deemed him, him or her to work out. And if I could interject, by not doing anything traumatic doesn't mean that the child may not act traumatically. You know, that doesn't yes. mean that you don't intervene with discipline. Yes. But And the kid may go ape poop at the time. But again, we've all sinned, and but none of us has experienced the wrath of God. Therefore, our children should not experience our wrath either. So even though we're interjecting and we're, we're stepping in and we're providing boundaries and consequences, we don't, have to, we don't have to be the source of the trauma, the screaming and the yelling and the, you know, whatever, things that could be abusive. You're not telling people to just sit back and let your child be feral. It's just Absolutely. you're not the source of the trauma. Yeah, and by being there consistently, that includes boundaries. That includes uh, not allowing them to run in the street when they're four. Oh, I can't tell you how many kids, literally I could not tell you over the years, how many teenage kids who are openly defiant, and they would never say this to their parents. One 17-year-old boy said, I wish my parents would grow a pair and make me do what I'm supposed to do. He knew that. And this one girl, she was crying, and she goes, everyone thinks I got the cool parents. My parents just don't care. I'd give anything if they gave me a curfew, wanted me to call if I went from somebody's house to another house. It's just that they don't care. So they absolutely do want boundaries. They do want you involved, whether they might ever admit it or not. So being there consistently, 
loving them, setting boundaries, and getting out of the way and not producing trauma for your children. Ultimately, if you do those simple tasks, it's like parents that I see that I coach them on how to instill a contract in their home and their kids like, you know, selling drugs and running away and truant at school. It's like, I'm not asking them to be perfect. Just obey the law. Right? Like, we're not asking you... Shooting for the moon here. Yeah, we're not asking you to be perfect parents. Just, like, be normal. Yeah, just normal. (laughs) And your kid, his personality and temperament is really going to take care of it so we can relax, knowing that they're going to be okay. Keeping in mind, as we've said so many times, as the parent, we set the emotional tone of the home. So, for the most part, our kids will reflect the emotions we bring into it. If this episode rings true for you... Oh, which I'm sure it did. Check out more information on it. I can't imagine anyone that this did not ring true. Paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find our socials there, as well as check out any of our previous episodes. We would love it if you review and share the show. Thanks for listening. Just a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we go. Go for it. I've got a question for you. What movie he made me a rug made from a skunk spot? If you can't even get the quote right... No, it needs to be the exact quote if you... It was Zootopia. That's our third, like, (laughs) reference of the day that we asked each other. All right, y'all take care. See Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. So the question then is, do I go through door A or door B if he's not uniquely telling me? And I make the point that if I'm aligned with these four wills, I'm doing his will. And so I'm free to go to door A or door B as long as I continue to follow these four wills and I can relax. There's tremendous freedom. Some people have this paralysis of analysis and they, they just they get stuck. And yeah. I take the position that you're free. You are free. Relax. Yeah.